to another episode of Untrue Crime, where fiction meets felonies. I'm Belle DeWing. And I'm Alexandria Parker. Today's episode includes content warnings for torture, homelessness, foster care, and the mistreatment of the dead. This is your fair warning that this podcast uses explicit language before someone walks in at the wrong time. As a last warning, today's episode includes torture, homelessness, foster care, and mistreatment of the dead. Let's get this started, shall we? We shall. Morality is a well-discussed topic in this universe. Philosophy, poetry, philanthropy, movies, books, paintings, people, religion, all trying to show what some consider morality to be. People dedicate their lives trying to figure out what is right, what is wrong, and what cannot possibly fall into either of those categories. From the moment that a child is born, they are told to be kind without the definition of what kindness is. They are told to be polite but lack the definition and stumble around until finding what kindness and politeness means to them. But it varies place to place, family to family, person to person, and with something so subjective, it is difficult to quantify what is good, what is kind, and what is moral. Many people seem to agree, though. Death is bad, lying is evil, and to protect your loved ones is good. But is it? There are many cases in which death is preferable to life, in which it is the right thing to do to allow death to take the reins. Lying, though well agreed upon as a vicious backstabbing act, is something that every single person and child has done. Protecting your loved ones is fine, but what if you are protecting a loved one that has intent to commit wrongdoings? Gray areas exist all over the world, and more importantly, in our minds. People will do anything to justify what they believe to be the right thing. Some people will justify anything just to prove that they are the right thing. 24 hours in a day, 365 days a year, welcome back to another version of Earth, this one with no magical qualities involved. Humans are the primary species on this planet, but there are plenty of other animals, some that can speak, many, many more that cannot. This world is driven by money, securing the human race into the position that it is in, as they are the only ones able to hold it. Whether we want it to or not, money makes a difference. The amount of funding into a project can ensure or break its success. People will die without it. People will die for it. The exchange of currencies that humans created is a reason why many are starving or sick. This is especially true for those in our setting today, the United States of America. There is no choice but to embrace money here, as the importance only grows as one ages. Colleges send people into debt by the day, many with more than one scholarship. That is where Tex, Jax, and Sam lie. Tex Carter, 22 male, had an okay life until his parents died on his... Oh, sorry. Yes? Is Tex from Texas? I actually have no idea where these people are from. Damn! But I... That was my one question. I know. I'm so I'm so sorry. I didn't want to place this in any sp- specific place. Okay. If you want it to be, we can make it in Texas. Well, we can say that he's I don't it doesn't necessarily have to happen in Texas. I just want no, Texas it does. to be from Texas. Okay. Texas well, location then, is very prominent to the story. Then this is in Texas now. I decided okay. because I have the authority to do that. Okay. I do not have the authority to do that. Tex Carter, 22 male, had lived an okay life up until his parents died on his 18th birthday. There had been a complication with the cake, and Tex insisted that he wanted an ice cream cake, which his mom could not make in time for the party. The two went out on the town to find one, and after successfully acquiring a not-so-custom ice cream cake, they headed back home, only to be hit into a ditch by a drunk driver. That is unfortunate. I just went and got an ice cream cake with my mom, but we didn't get hit by any drivers. And it was really good. That's excellent. I love ice cream cake. I ate the last slice today. I am lactose intolerant. 
but ice cream cake is my favorite. I don't like cake. Together we make one ice cream cake hater, but apart we make two adamant ice cream cake lovers. Yeah. Ice cream cake lovers. Now, I don't like frosting, so if if you would remove the frosting on the ice cream cake, it would be my ideal. Well, there's not really a lot of frosting on most ice cream cakes, or at least there wasn't on the one I ate. Yeah, but the there is some frosting, and it's icky. Well, you can scrape it off. I do. I do do that. <laughs> By the time paramedics arrived on the scene, the two were dead. Tex inherited their assets along with their home, which, unfortunately, passed him their home equity loan, leaving him in debt. He had wanted to study- Is Tex dead? No. He's well and alive. He was at home, and they had gone. Okay, you said that the two two had died, but it said- Earlier you said the two went out in the town to find one, so- He had two parents. Up until his parents died. Oh- Okay, I thought Tex and his mom went no. out. Okay, no, that's well, that sucks for them. All right, moving on. He had wanted to study pre-veterinary medicine, but despite having a full ride to the college of his choice, had to drop out before classes started. He maintains it wasn't what his parents would have wanted, but he couldn't lose the family home as it was all that he had left of them. He had made a point to clean their room as he didn't want them to leave with a messy room. His mother had always been fussy about messes. Other than his cleaning, the home remained the same. He worked two jobs to pay off the monthly installments. Oh. Isn't that tragic? Yeah. Jack's cook, 21, non-binary, did not find many luxuries in life. After their parents were investigated and prosecuted for child neglect when they were nine, they were ripped from their family and put into the care of the state. Their two siblings were still young enough to be desirable adoptees and, fortunately, ended up in kind, loving homes. Jax, on the other hand, had some behavioral issues as a child and was in foster care until 18. I despise that the foster care system can separate siblings. I think that is genuinely monstrous. I can't believe that you can adopt one sibling. I understand from a psychological perspective that if you cannot take on all of the kids, that it is better to take on one of the kids, but... Can we not find a reasonable compromise? Can we not just keep these kids together? I mean, in this case, Jax was a victim of child neglect and had two younger siblings, which means that Jax was likely the primary parent for these two kids and just had their little siblings ripped from them. You know how if you go to the Humane Society, there will be a sign on certain cages like, these cats are a bonded pair, so you have to adopt them together. Why can't we do that with children? Yeah, Not it's... the cages part. Not the cages part. No, we do not support children in cages. The, the adoption together part. Yes, adopt children out together. Well, not even adopt. Put, if you're going to put one kid in foster care, and obviously the other two kids were in foster care, but it is not uncommon for families to get split up when they go into the foster care system, whether they can or can't be. Really, where it's like, oh, Jax is significantly older than them and has a higher chance of not being placed with their siblings, but the siblings were probably placed together. Yeah, and that's just completely disgusting to me. I can't imagine. I can't imagine that there's a reunification process for parents and not siblings. That's part of what kills me, is that reunification, the process of it, is primarily geared toward parent-child relationship. But what about sibling-sibling relationships, which are just as important to a family? 
Yeah, I I have a lot of things to say about the foster care system, but that would take a different podcast. So, shall we proceed with Jax Cook, 21, non-binary, who did not find many luxuries in life? Yes, I would like to say that we both do believe that the foster care system does some good. It's just yeah, not without it's... questioning. Yeah. Jax, on the other hand, had some behavioral issues as a child and was in foster care until 18. In a day, they went from having a home to on the streets with a garbage bag full of their belongings. They attempted to go to a homeless shelter, but the one in the city was full. Jax continued to check every day to see if they'd have a spot for them. They survived off of donations for about half a year before a spot opened up. With a legal address, they were able to apply for a job and happened to be working with Tex Carter. The two became close friends, and Tex offered to let Jax stay with him in his family's home, so long as they weren't going to disrupt his parents' bedroom. Jax moved in and tried their best to help with the debt that Tex had over the house, but with their own expenses was unable to make much of a difference. Sam Cox, 22 female, (laughs) had just okay family. Cox. (laughs) Sam Cox, 22 female, had just okay parents, but from 19 to 21 had been stuck in a case of domestic abuse with a bad boyfriend. Despite being a picturesque boyfriend in the first few months of dating, when she moved in with him, he began to financially and emotionally manipulate her. He told her that she didn't need to work while she was in college, so she quit her job. He relied on him for anything that required money. Food, clothing, water, heat. Her spending was monitored, critiqued, and shamed. When she tried to get a job again, he began threatening her with violence. He had once sold her clothes to repay him for a date night. She managed to collect enough escape money here and there, so when she graduated, she disappeared with the few items that were her own to Verity Remington's house, a friend of hers. She had to lie low for a while, but eventually went out to look for a job again. Unfortunately, she had majored in theater, and there were very few jobs in her area that respected that degree. She ended up working at Tex Carter's second job at a funeral home. She was graveyard worker. The two were casual with each other, but after a work get-together began to bond. She quickly became intertwined with Jax and Tex. Her and Verity became closer, and hesitantly the two entered a relationship with many precautions set down. Verity Remington, despite the obvious trend laid out, had lived a good life. Two loving, accepting parents who paid for her college. She'd graduated with her bachelor's in creative writing at the same college that Sam Cox had been at. She had published a few books during her time there and had a fairly successful career as an author. Abuse was a word to her, not an experience. However, mental illness does not care for circumstance and Verity did suffer with generalized anxiety disorder and insomnia. She had been in therapy for it for quite some time and during that time had been journaling, as many therapists recommend. It helped her see what her rational anxieties were, but it also served as a way of getting her emotions out when she felt like she couldn't. Verity made a point to do her best when it came to her mental health. She was willing to try something new, she was willing to combat her anxieties, and she was more than happy to journal. However, mental health work is not linear and she did still mess up. Sometimes she didn't respond to her friends for days, but would always try to do better during the next swing. Maybe that's why no one noticed that Verity Remington went missing. But once the case was launched, it gained fast traction, starting with Sam Cox, her partner. Sam quoted that Verity had broken up with her weeks prior to the investigation beginning. She said that she had come home one day to her belongings missing and Verity sitting at the table. She sat her down for a long talk in which she was unable to be swayed. They were breaking up and she was going no contact. Sam said that it was because she was changing and that Verity didn't like the change that she was going through. There were texts found to back this up as well, mostly venting texts to friends. Verity seemed genuinely unhappy with how Sam was changing with a bout of newfound money and she felt awkward with the new lifestyle shift. 
When the police questioned Sam on how Sam had gotten the new sum of money, it seemed like a simple enough answer. She was helping a very wealthy woman out with some basic chores and being paid grossly for it. When the woman was questioned, she agreed with checks and videos to confirm it. She said that Sam had become a close family friend and deserved to live like one. Suspicion turned off of Sam for Verity's disappearance. One of her friends stopped by, conducting his own bit of research. He wanted to explore the house, and Sam allowed him to. He wandered about for a few hours, poking through their stuff before finding her jewelry box in the back of a cabinet. He took the bottom layer off, and under it lied printed-out writing. Her friend placed it back, grabbed a necklace that Sam had gotten her, and after handing it to Sam, walked out. The journal-like entries were later published online, and as small as it was, gained a small group of junior investigators. We'll be reading these entries today. November 11th, 2023. Anxiety level 8 out of 10. Sam's cheating on me, I think. It might be irrational, but I don't think this is an anxiety symptom. I think this is a being cheated on symptom. She's being weirdly nice to me, which sounds like a shitty thing to say about your girlfriend. It looks bad now that I've typed it, but I promise that it's a good point. There's a normal amount of nice, and then there's whatever Sam's doing. She's been making a point to pay for me lately, which would be nice if she wasn't notoriously broke. I don't know how to tell her to stop, that I'm not worth spending all her money on. I'm a damn good girlfriend, but no girlfriend should make her girlfriend go into bankruptcy. I feel like I want to shake her by the shoulders and remind her that she's earning $10 an hour. I tried to bring it up during a ridiculously fancy dinner today, which I was crazy underdressed for, by the way, and she told me that she had gotten a pay raise. I've never heard of a pay raise making this happen, though. Maybe she started a second job without telling me, but then why would she not tell me? Where is this money coming from? Here are the reasons that this might be irrational. I should believe my girlfriend is telling me the truth. Maybe the funeral home just got a really rich client all of a sudden. They're private, so it would make sense. Being nice to someone shouldn't be a cause for concern. I deserve to get taken care of. She's not out for longer than she usually is, and her location is never off. If she was cheating, she'd be turning that off more often. She loves me. She cares about me. She promised me that she would never cheat on me. I'm starting to believe that I'm being a bit crazy, but only a bit. I wish she'd just tell me how she's making this money, or if I had confirmation that she was actually making this money, that would be even better. But we don't talk about finances often, and we're not married, so I don't really have the right to go snooping through her bank account. It's just so off. Sam once refused to go to a natural food store with me because it was out of her budget, but now we're going to fondue? Also, there's new things appearing in our house by the literal day. Just yesterday, I noticed there was a new rug. Cool. But I got curious on what rug it was, because it was really soft. Turned it over, it's worth $200. What? I have absolutely no idea what's happening. I wish that everything was neatly written out for me. Maybe she won the lottery. I mean, she knows how I feel about gambling, so it would make sense that she'd keep it a secret from me. I'd be pissed that she was spending her little money on that. I don't know. I'm so confused. I can't sleep. I'm going to go right. Anxiety levels, 8 out of 10. November 19th, 2023. Anxiety levels, 10 out of 10. So, Sam's definitely cheating on me. I came up behind her at the couch, and I saw her text, briefly. I'm going to thank my years of reading fanfiction for my quick reading skills, because I managed to read it before she noticed. It said, see you tonight, with a wink, and something about that renovated club downtown. There was a picture, too. It looked like that car that she's always wanted to buy. I'm not a car girl, so I can't remember the name of it, but I definitely saw that car with a person standing on the side of it. I think she felt me at that point. I must have breathed too much, because she turned her phone over so fast. I've seen her hands move before. They've never moved that fast. She snapped it shut, too, and then turned to me. She said that I had startled her, but I don't know how much I believe that. She did seem startled, but this has never happened before. I asked her about the text, and she dismissed it, saying it was a friend. 
I tried to keep asking, but she blew me off and went to go take a shower. Definitely cheating. I don't even need a list of why she's not. Why else would she be so defensive? She's never been defensive about her phone before. I know that it's wrong, but I tried to see what was on it when she was in the shower. The phone was in the bathroom with her, but she's always going on and on about how it damages the phone long term. She used to let me use her phone to scroll through social media. Maybe this is where all the expensive stuff is coming from? I don't know. The rug wasn't enough, apparently. She has to flaunt her richer affair over me even more. Today, I noticed that our shower head was replaced. Water pressure's good, though. Not only that- <laughs> I forgot I wrote that. <laughs> Not only that, but she has some long-grade shampoo and conditioner, as well as some expensive body wash and exfoliant. She was always interested in this stuff, but she never pursued it because of its costs. I've been waiting a few hours while she takes a nap, just pacing and cleaning to see if I can find any more rich affair gifts. How would she have an affair? Is she doing this at the graveyard? Why would that be sexy? I'm so confused. I think that I'm going to go to the club tonight. She hasn't turned her location off, so I'll go there and see if I can catch her in the act. Or at least take pictures for ransom money. If it really is nothing, then fine, great. We'll have to discuss it either way, but I'm doing this. No one can stop me if I haven't told anyone. Anxiety levels, 10 out of 10. I, I did not mean to make her so much like you, but I'm realizing as I'm reading this that she is a lot like you. No one can stop me if they don't know I'm gonna do it. I did really like writing her. I did, like, she was really enjoyable, so. Well, because you were hanging out with me and you didn't even know it. Yeah, I was. November 19th, 2023. Anxiety levels 10 out of 10. Yeah, I couldn't me. find her. <laughs> that's me. I couldn't find her. Yeah, it is you. I couldn't find her. I mean, I saw her briefly, but she wasn't with anyone and she got lost in the crowd. It was kind of busy tonight. It seems like there might have been a party going on. I saw that they have a cutoff section that she went into. So her affair is a VIP at this club. I'd complain about it, but it gives me one more piece of information on who this is. Luckily for me, I have a more surefire way to tell who it is. I know that I'm sounding crazy, but I have to figure this out. I know that I should trust Sam, but something is so off here. I trust her, I do, but I need to figure this out on my own. My gut says so, and I know that technically I might have anxiety, but this isn't anxiety. This is instinct. Yep. Now that I'm done defending myself from myself, I'll tell myself that I found the car that I had seen in the picture. It was pretty nice. New, too. Could have been driven off the lot this morning. Or it could be really well maintained. I have no clue. There was practically nothing in it, which is horrible. I can't even get an idea of their personality. I also got a picture of the license plate, along with a few pictures of the car itself. It was really odd. The license plate would kind of shade out at different angles. I got a video of it. I'm 99% sure that that's illegal, but whatever. People like to street race. I know that it's a thing. I feel like they should have gotten it done better, though. If I, who doesn't know cars, can tell that you're doing something illegal, maybe you should be doing your illegal thing a little bit more discreetly. Food for thought, stupid affair person. I beat you again. I tried not to touch the car or do anything else in case there were cameras. I didn't want to be accused of trying to steal the car or anything. I know that it's crazy, and I know you're probably reading this shaking your head with a perfectly logical explanation to this whole scenario, but I had to do it. I'm going to call in a favor with Redacted. He owes me one, and I can have him run the license plate. I mean, I hope that he will. He's always been there for me, I just hope he's got my back this time. I don't want to get him fired, though. I just hope this all works out for the best, and I'm reading this giggling. I hope that I'm married and that I'm happy. 
I don't want this to be an affair. I wish that I could fall asleep. I wish that I was normal and that I would just fall asleep so I would stop worrying for a while. I'm really tired of worrying. Anxiety levels, 10 out of 10. November 25th, 2023. This is no longer going to be recorded as my journal, but as an account of evidence. Oh my god, I plan to. (laughs) (laughs) We're taking a pause from being concerned about my own mental health to figure out what the fuck is going on and find proof about this bullshit. What is this? I love her. She is me. I love that she went, okay, you gotta hear me out, me. And then took exactly. pictures of someone's license plate and sent exactly. it to Something a police officer to record it. Yeah. You need to find this person. Find them now. Find them. Always with connections. I plan to speak on my emotions towards the situation, but I'll try to keep everything concise and organized. I hope that it helps the police if or when the time comes. I don't know how Sam is involved in this. I hope that she's not. I'm terrified that she's gotten herself wrapped up in something that she doesn't want to be wrapped up in or something that she shouldn't be wrapped up in. I'm horrified, terrified, and concerned for our safety. I understand that I am admitting to a crime here, but I would request the reader to take a grain of salt into account with this admission of guilt. My friend hasn't gotten the chance to run the plate for me, and I was beside myself with different bouts of crazed guesses. I needed answers, and I didn't expect to get them from Sam. I returned to the club while Sam was at work. It was bustling. I wouldn't be able to recall how I did it. Everything was such a rush, but I managed to get into the VIP section of the club. There were so many different people there, but I did recognize Jack's cook, 21, non-binary, in the crowd. I can't identify anything else about them as I made sure to keep my distance and I didn't want them to recognize me. I'm still not sure what my objective was being there, really, but I spotted someone going to the back. They had to type a code on the door, 3156914. They seemed to look both ways before going back, checking for others and confirming the path clear before they went. I knew there was something going on back there. I repeated it to myself a hundred times before I went in. I took off my heels before I walked in, so I didn't make as much noise. She's so smart. I love her. I walked on the balls of my feet, stayed close to the wall, and tried not to breathe. I can recount what I saw to perfect detail. It continues to replay in my mind. I heard voices coming from a room. I managed to see into the room. There were about four to five different people sitting around a table. They were drinking and smoking. They seemed to be betting on something as each one had money sitting next to them. They had a TV on and the noises that came from it were nothing pleasant. I heard crying. I got close enough to see what was on the TV and it was a bruised and bloody person in an enclosed space. She appeared to be a white woman, dark hair, presumably in her late 50s. She was whispering what I can only guess to be a prayer and the people watching her were talking about her getting dehydrated. The betting money seemed to be on if she'd die there. Someone asked if they could get another cremator, as the bodies were starting to pile up, especially if this one was going to choke to death on her own tears. Another said it wasn't a terrible idea, but an expensive one. I managed to break my shock and leave. Luckily, I was not caught. Unluckily, I did not take video. It was so stupid of me. That one video was all the evidence the police would have needed to prosecute them and rescue that poor woman. I don't know why I didn't do it. I was in shock, but I should have gotten myself back together. I could have helped her. I should have done more. I shouldn't have run. I'm home now. Sam comes back in another few hours, and I'm going to try to get some sleep in before she comes back. I don't know if I want to stay here. If Sam was tied up in this, I can't bring myself to believe that she is. I can't be with her. I need to leave. I'm terrified, but I need evidence to help. I can't do nothing. That's spooky. Isn't it, Joss? That's very spooky. I think I would... I don't 
know what I would do if that happened to me. I would... If I thought that my girlfriend was cheating and I went back to try to find the cheater and ended up seeing someone sobbing and bleeding, I think I would vomit. I think I would projectile vomit all over their walls and I would no longer be quiet. (laughs) The idea that, like, my girlfriend could be part of this woman's suffering and potential murder i would be so scared i'd be wondering if i was next and this girl read fan fiction she's you know that she's gone down the rabbit holes of mafia boss lover (laughs) and she's never expected that to be her and yeah here she is and she's like wait a minute it's not as great as it's romanticized to be in fan fictions yeah November 27th, 2023. The plate was run safely. Everyone still has their jobs. It's Tex Carter's new car. They're all tied up in this, I believe. I got a camera today. Figured that having my phone on me isn't the smartest thing I could be doing. I'm going to hide it in the wall when I'm done with it, just behind the bed. I don't know how I'm going to do that yet, but I can figure it out. Either way, the camera will be hidden in that house. No matter if I stay or go, the camera will be in the house. I grabbed Sam's car keys, and in their glove compartment, I found what I can guess to be a burner phone. I didn't touch it. I didn't want my fingerprints on it. I know that I'm innocent, but the rest of the world doesn't. Besides the burner, I saw cash. Just hard, straight cash. Not cheating, but doing crime, which is arguably much, much worse than cheating. I'm mortified. I couldn't sleep before, but now I can't sleep because of the stress. What's stopping it from being me? What happens when I get involved in this? What amount of love would stop someone from killing me, hitting me, putting me for ransom? If I didn't know this, there's plenty of things I don't know. But I can't leave now. I have to help that woman. I left her before. I know that I'm putting my life at risk, but I don't care anymore. I have to know and I have to help. I can't believe I left her. I was always so secure that I would take action and I didn't. I have to find her. I'm going to go find her. Sam, ironically, works the graveyard shift. I used to tease her about this. Graveyard shift at a graveyard? Little on the nose. I know that it's not appropriate anymore, but it makes me emotional. It makes me wish that she was just a graveyard guard. I wish that all she did was wander around that graveyard, humming her little songs that she makes up in her head, and thinking about when she could come home to me. We could have been normal. We could have been happy. Do you know how much I'd rather be happy and normal than living in riches? That's not what's happening, though. My girlfriend is involved in a business that can only expand a graveyard. It's so silly, but I hope that she's safe. I wish I knew why she felt the need to do this. If she needed financial help, I'm here. I was always going to be here, even when there was no bets on death called. She always told me she'd kill for me. I wish I didn't have to question if that was true. I hope she's safe. I hope this isn't her being pulled into something because she got into the wrong crowd. Why wouldn't she tell me, though? I'm so scared for her, and she might be an accomplice to murder. I hope that she stays safe, selfishly. I hope that she leaves. I wish we could be happy and normal. I'm going to send myself into a death trap. I know that it's a death trap too, but I can't not. I'm going to curl up in her car and go to work with her. I'm going to hide there and I'm going to press record on my damn camera. I hope that I'm not spotted. I hope that I'm not killed. I'm promising that if I get this recording, I'm going to turn it into the police. I'm going to get into witness protection. I want to start over. I want to be normal and happy. If you don't hear from me after this, presume the worst. God, I don't like it because this is, this, this is, she's doing all the things I would do. You're right. You have written me. And it's so scary because I know she goes missing. Yep. With not a trace. 
<sighs> November 28th, 2023. You know whose anxiety levels are high right now? Mine. 10 out of 10? I'm so anxious for her. November 28th, 2023. 10 out of 10. You'll also notice that she stopped putting her anxiety levels at some there point. There wasn't enough that. numbers on the scale for that. No more numbers. There's no more numbers. It's all it's all 100 out of 10. November 28th, 2023. I'm relieved I didn't eat dinner. I would have thrown up and given myself away. I sat in that car for hours. After a while, I heard the trunk open and close. I got the camera to record my girlfriend, Sam Cox, walking away with a shovel over her shoulder. I tried to keep the camera on her, but I started crying. I tried to remember what those men said about choking on my tears, but it only made me cry more. I'm sure you can hear it in the recording. I watched my girlfriend sing one of her cute little tunes as she began to dig up a freshly dug grave. It couldn't have been more than a few days old. Another car came up, so I put my camera down and tucked myself back under the blanket and pillows. It was Jax and Tex. I saw them with that stupid new car bought with their bloody money. They talked with Sam for a while while she dug. I got a bit of that on recording. The most disturbing part was when all three of them jumped into the hole and after a loud count of three, a body flew out of it. It made this horrible sound as it landed, one that I can't begin to describe. I was once again grateful that I didn't eat dinner. Tex walked off. I don't know what happened next, but I heard a similar thud next to me. I heard cracking this time. When I was able to see them again, I saw them pulling a live person to the gravesite. I watched them lower that person in. I watched Jack start to pile dirt back on with the shovel while Sam and Tex got the old body into the trunk. They got into the car. I got their conversation on recording. They spoke so casually like nothing was new. We got to the funeral home and they took the body out. I don't know where it went from there. When we came back, they both went to help fill the grave. You look horrified. I am so scared. They put a live per- They buried a person alive. They buried a person alive. They Ooh. dug up someone's grave, put a new person in there, and filled it back up. I think it's- it's- this is a very- I feel like this is a very well-written episode because I'm getting all of the secondhand anxiety from our- our- I, I don't remember her name. It starts with a V. Verity. Verity. I'm getting all of Verity's anxiety of- I have to- like, I'm picturing myself in the scenario where I'm like, I have to monitor everything I do, everything I say. It has to be perfect or she's going to find out. She's going to kill me. And that's like, <laughs> so nerve-wracking. It's a little bit too real because you're hearing all of her internal thoughts. Yeah. It's so well organized that it's difficult because you can tell where it's, they put the body into the hole. I heard cracking from next to me. Yeah. Like, She's so clearly traumatized. She's so and I'm with you her. can tell that she's typing too. this with typos. She's shaking the whole time, but she's a writer, so she's going back and making sure that her autocorrect is on. I love her. I'm so sad that she's gonna die. <laughs> you killed me in this episode. You put a self I we don't know if she's dead. You put an Alex insert into this episode and I didn't killed mean them. to I didn't mean to. I didn't even. I, she's not even dead. We don't maybe know where I, she went. Maybe I need to be worried about you, huh? <laughs> Are you going to clubs and throwing people in holes? No, no. And this would be next? a very, very <laughs> weird admission of evidence if I it did. <laughs> I genuinely cannot tell the reader what happened after that. 
It's all a blur. We eventually went home and I could hear Sam go into the house. I got out of the car and went to wander the neighborhood. When she came to find me, I told her that I couldn't sleep. She must have seen how horrified I was because she asked if I had seen a ghost. I had. I told her that I had gotten to sleep a bit but had a night terror. I'm prone to those. It runs in the family. She hugged me. She held me. I had never wanted to sob so much in my life. I wanted to curl into arms that I knew would toss my body into a grave marked with another's name. I love her. I love her so much. Why would she do this to me? Why would she do this to us? I only wanted her. I only wanted us. Why would she do this to me? Why me? Why us? From this point forward, there are no further entries. No. Okay. Speculation occurs in many regards, as this was the last thing heard from Verity Remington. She was reported missing on the 14th of December when it became apparent that she was gone. The camera that she was supposedly going to hide behind the bed no matter what was not there. No. No. She found it. Sam found it. Okay. Go on. Theories pop up, a new one almost every time someone hears the story. Some believe that she went into witness protection, as she wanted to. Others believe that she might have been killed by whoever Sam was working for. A popular theory is that she did run away, as she had mentioned doing. There are counterclaims to each one. If she went into witness protection, would there not have been action taken on the police side? If she had been killed, how would they have figured out that she was doing this? She was a connected person, and if she ran away, surely someone would have known. Another speculation is that this is all fiction. She was a horror fiction writer, so perhaps this was just a very odd way of expressing how she felt in the relationship, and her disappearance had nothing to do with this. There is no answer. It doesn't appear as though there's going to be one anytime soon either, as the police continue to hit dead ends in the graveyard. Any last comments? No, I'm just sad. Oh, wow, you're like on the verge of tears, Yeah. No, I'm not. I just, I rubbed my eye. Okay. Okay, I was really concerned. I was like, oh my goodness. I'm not actually crying about this. I, 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 I really did like rub my eye or something. I'm not going to cry about this. I do feel secondhand stress about this, but not like crying kind of stress. It's kind of a brutal story. And I want you to know that the people of this universe come across this on like this little itty bitty site just like buried in the internet. Imagine finding this in like the corner of the internet and reading someone as, and then knowing that they go missing and that there's no more record of her on the face of the planet. I'd throw up. Uh, Yeah, you would. I mean, I do that about a lot of things, but... Yeah. You do that when you're happy, do that when you're sad, do that when you're angry. I have chronic illness issues, for the record, everybody. This is not like a... (laughs) Oh, Alex is just gonna will herself to throw up or something weird like that. That's not what's going on. Hey, I still say it's a perfect self-defense mechanism. (laughs) That's all for today. Thanks for listening. Send in your thoughts, theories, questions, and comments to untruecrimethepodcast at gmail.com, all lowercase for a chance to be featured at the end of the season, which is next week, during our Q&A. So send in your comments, questions, theories, and suggestions now. We, once again, do not have enough, so please send in more at the last minute like you all did last time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.